Welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Earl, and my very special guest, Mr. Orla White, lead commentator of NBC Soccer. We're going to take a look back at match week nine with all the big storylines, all the talking points from a great weekend of football. So we're going to look at Liverpool's 3-0 dismantling of Leicester City at Anfield, Jose beating Pep, as Spurs won 2-0 over Manchester City. In the words of Frank Lampard, Chelsea's most professional performance against Newcastle United. What do we make of Manchester United? They won, but... Hmm. And why are Arthur continuing to struggle to score goals? It's seven and a half hours now without a goal from open play. That's what we have coming up in today's episode. Now, Olo, you were at Anfield yesterday with Graham making the call and there were many people who thought Leicester were well-placed to end mm. Liverpool's home unbeaten record. Many people were wrong, maybe including somebody <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> oh, 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 was that me? Um, uh, yeah, um, I thought there was a lot of Liverpool fans that I spoke to and uh, I got a sense on social media, Robbie, that that Liverpool fans were concerned. And for obvious yeah. reasons, uh, the injuries and their key injuries. You know, Mo Salo self-isolating. Obviously, Van Dijk's already uh, gone down perhaps for the season. They lost Gomez and Henderson in the international break. And the list goes on. Trent yeah. Alexander-Arnold against Manchester City just before the break. So, you know, there were going to be a patched-up defence. Um, yeah. Andrew Robertson came through and was brilliant. James Milner at right-back was sensational. Fabinho looks like a Rolls-Royce at centre-back. Yeah. Having said that, Leicester were very poor. They were so yeah. passive. And, and for a team that you, you would expect to have been fresher, you know, they didn't have as yeah. many international call-ups. Vardy, you know, Jamie Vardy, I don't know what he did during the, during the international break. He was obviously in the training ground because I spoke mm-hmm. to him. But, he, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, on international duty. Harvey Barnes wasn't called up. Madison wasn't called up. They were strangely passive. But I thought mm-hmm. that that, was a terrific performance by Liverpool with a depleted squad. Arguably their best performance of the season, Robbie, I thought. Yeah. And one area of the pitch that I saw something during the game, Arlo, that really struck home to me, it was into the second half and there was Mendy and Tielemans in the midfield. Mm. And I, could, I remember watching them going over to, to, to Brendan Rodgers and almost going, which one do you want me to pick up? Because there was midfield players. There was Firmino coming into a hole behind. Graham yeah. talked about it in country. Yeah. Jota was coming in from that right-hand side. They were getting outnumbered and outplayed mm. in, in the main central areas of the pitch where they couldn't get Barnes in the game. They couldn't get Madison in the game. And I, I just wonder again, is, is it a case, and, and it's somewhere I just wanted to go with you, where, you know, I've talked about the culture at Liverpool and there's a mm. way that Jurgen Klopp puts his team, regardless of who's out there, there was Curtis Jones in the teams. There was lots of reasons why Liverpool, if they lost yesterday, would have, a, have an mm. excuse. It's not allowed in this football club, is it? it, it, no. it it's set in a way that it's a little bit like it used to be in Manchester United. Regardless of who's got the shirt on, they're mm. going to go out and they're going to win the game. Absolutely. And you go back to the old, I, mean, I remember we, there was a couple of cutaways during the game, Robbie, of, of Ian mm. Rush and to Kenny Dalglish yeah, in the stand. yeah. And, and the culture of that team, because there was a lot of um, synergy and similarities with the old days yesterday. You know, Liverpool had been unbeaten in 64 home league games. Yeah. The team that ended that run in 1981 were Leicester yeah, by yeah, two goals yeah. to one. And it was a rubbish Leicester team as well, yeah. who got relegated at the end of the season. Um, yeah. But, you know, you talk to players from that era, and you, obviously we see Jim Beglin a lot, uh, who, who yeah. the audience will be very familiar with. And he yeah. talks about 
the the culture at the time at Liverpool Football yeah. Club, which was next man in, and and you better be up to the standard of everybody yeah. else because this is the standard that we have set. And if you're not good enough, you know, sling your hook, get out of here. Yeah. And that kept everybody on a certain level. And you Absolutely. can see it's probably not probably not as brutal as it was back yeah. then. You know, and it was a brutal environment, I think, from what I gather back in the 80s. It's yeah. a different world back then. But I think Liverpool now, they under Jurgen Klopp, they've got that yeah. standard back and nobody dares slip below it. And, and like you say, Curtis Jones coming in, I mean, he was made captain last season, wasn't he, for an FA Cup yeah. at the age of yeah. 19. Yeah. He looks perfectly, perfectly suited yeah. in that in that team. Jota has come in and it oh. just fits like a glove. He is just such a prototypical Liverpool forward under Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. He's diminutive, he's pacey, he's intelligent, good yeah. technically, great engine, great with the press, absolutely perfect. And it's it's amazing that, that Jurgen Klopp has said he's even better than he thought he was. But what I noticed in the pre-match and in the, in the press conference, he said, we don't moan at this club, we don't yeah. dwell on things in this club, we find mm. solutions. So he wasn't going to you know, use injuries mm. as an excuse, and I'm sure that would have been the message yeah. in and around the new training ground this week. We are going to, we are Liverpool, We've got injuries. We don't talk about it. We go out, we perform, and we win. And without all of those players, that was a, a terrific performance. That, that was a champion's performance, wasn't it? That, mm. That's when adversity, that's when things aren't going quite well for you. I thought it was a super performance. Well, it was similar, Robbie, similar, Robbie, to Boxing Day. Yeah. When they went, when they went to Absolutely. Leicester, they'd just come back from yeah. Qatar. And, they, and Leicester, yeah. again, Leicester were a little bit sort of, oh, we're, yeah, we're, like, we started well. Go, yeah, and they were yeah, hammered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so... With that in mind, and, and it's, it's a conversation me and Tim had sort of off air after the game, and, it, and it's something I'd love to get your opinion on. You, you're very close to Leicester, know the team, know, know the potential of the, of the club, etc. Brendan Rodgers, in many respects, I feel with him, although that he, he, he's almost like the, the category B coach. So you've got Jose, you've got Jurgen Klopp, mm. you've got Pep. Maybe even Pochettino to his injury. You know, those scenes is, is the great coaches. And I was saying to, to Tim, is it, a bit, is it a bit harsh that Brendan Rodgers is never in those conversations? If the big, real mm. big jobs come up, do mm. Brendan's name really seriously get put? The Arsenal job went to Arteta, you know, mm. they were talking of, of jobs. The Chelsea job came up, Frank got the job. Are days like yesterday why Brendan doesn't? Are days like yesterday where somehow he gets a little bit out thought, you know, the, the, he should have maybe, you know, everyone says, you know, would he have won that title at Liverpool? Would Jose have seen them over the line? Is there mm. something a little bit in Brendan's makeup that just keeps him from, from being that guy? I think there is, and it's hard to put your finger on it, isn't mm. it? Um, mm. You know, if, if he goes on in the way that he is at Leicester, then, and I know Jamie Carragher wrote an article over the weekend saying that he can see him perhaps being at Arsenal or Chelsea. Obviously, Man United is difficult yeah. with his, yeah, with his yeah. Liverpool links. Liverpool, it's yeah. very hard to see him going back to Liverpool. Mm. But he talked about him in, in those sort of glowing terms. And, of course, oh, Jamie okay. Carragher, is, uh, our Sky Sports colleague, has played for Brendan yeah. for a season, hasn't he, at Liverpool? Yeah. And, look, when he was at Liverpool, and we talked about it on the call yesterday, Robbie, you know, the 2013-14 season, when yeah. he worked out that system to get the best mm. out of Suarez and Sterling, yeah. uh, Sturridge, uh, Coutinho, yeah. you know, were it not for yeah. Henderson's yeah. red card? Yeah, his red yeah. card against Man City. Maybe they would have seen it through, but they were playing some uh, exhilarating football, intoxicating yeah. football. Uh, and, and as good as anything, I think, when they're in their pomp in that middle part mm. of the season, as, as anything that's been produced under, under Jurgen Klopp, but obviously consistency was, was an issue. Yeah. He, he, he did go to City and win 5-2. You know, he went mm, to Leeds and won four one. Went to yeah. Arsenal and won. Sometimes I just wonder whether he overthinks it. Yeah, I agree. And, 
Yeah, and we went to City last year, and and then when once the system had been set, and Riyad Mahrez was having Ben Chilwell on toast, and he was he was stuck to the sideline. And he didn't provide any help. And Pepper designed this system whereby they bypass yeah. Indeed because he realised he just wins everything in the middle. So we'll bypass him, go all the way over straight mm. away to Mares, and he can then have a run at Chilwell, yeah. who's playing quite narrow. So instead of bringing Harvey Barnes back to help out or in dropping Indeed in between the centre backs, mm -hmm. he just stuck with the plan, and they just yeah, got really roasted. Yeah. They got roasted. Yeah. So I just yeah. wonder whether sometimes he wants to make a point that he's a great coach, coach and yeah. overthinks it sometimes. And I think yesterday might have been an example. And, and no you know, no better example than in the warm-up, they were war uh, warming up with a four, four. at the back. Yeah. Which I thought was uh, odd, because why would you play Fafana at right-back, who's a centre-back? And why would yeah. you play Fuchs, who's a left-back at centre-back? You know, it didn't make any sense. So I don't know whether mm. he was kind of just, I don't know. Maybe, a just maybe overthinking game, it. But as you say, overthinking it. And I tell you what, and, and you make a really good point there. Sometimes as a player, you almost sense... Gaffer's a bit nervous this weekend. Mm. You know, you pick little things up because of how mm. he is. We've got to do this, this is changing, that's changing this. Instead of that, it doesn't quite feel normal. And I just wonder with Brendan, it's such a shame because I think he's a really talented coach, but just seems to be something right there that, that, that stops him winning. Let's move it on to another big game. You, you call this one as well. You had a great weekend at uh, Tottenham, Man Manchester yeah. City, Jose versus Pep. And listen, Two coaches who go about their business in very different ways and want to win in very different ways. And I'd have to say, I thought Jose put the handcuffs on Manchester City. Mm. I, I thought uh, his Tottenham team were excellent, went top of the table. Was this a statement? Was this a little bit of a warning to the rest of the league what, that Jose's kind of, he's back? Yeah, definitely. I, I am, and I'll eat humble pie all day long, Robbie. I thought he was gone. I thought he was past it. I thought he yeah. was... You know, obviously he is a, a magnificent manager with a great track record, but I just got the sense that the game was passing him by a little bit. But he's almost dragging the game back to himself at the moment. And, you know, I was thinking during the game, it feels a bit like the planets are aligning to suit Jose Mourinho this season. Second season at Tottenham. Yeah. He's been helped in the in the transfer market. I thought they had a fantastic window. You know, getting Regulon, by the way, how good is yeah. he at left back? Uh, yeah. You know, Bale, he signed on the same day as Bale. Bale got all the headlines, but Regulon has been fabulous. You know, Hoybier is um, is his midfield general. Even Vinicius, Vinicius coming in gives Harry yeah. Kane the chance to have a rest in European football. Yeah, absolutely. So, so from a personnel perspective, he's got what he wants. Yeah. And then... You know, it's not as if you can level at Jose that, oh my God, he parks the bus all the time. Because he hasn't. They've scored seven in a game this season. Yeah. They went to Old Trafford and scored six. six They've scored yeah. five at Southampton. So it's not as he's, he's taken the brakes off quite a few times. Sure. Yeah. When, when it, you know, the situation dictated, he did park the bus. And it was a classic yeah. Jose performance against a team like Manchester City. So mm. fair play to Jose. And I just thought during the game, Rob, that in this season when everyone's going to be very tired, there's going to be lots yeah. of injuries. Yeah. The least amount of energy you can expel in each game, particularly big games, and, and preserve you, you, yourself, yeah, you, you preserve yourself. your fitness. Yeah. 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 Joseph, and I remember, I'll never forget it. He wrote in a programme notes once, the easiest thing in football is to win 1-0. He can yeah. do that all day. So he can grind. Yeah. And Spur, by the way, Spurs fans don't care how yeah. they play right now. They want to win something. No, yeah. If they win you that know. Battle, they yeah. win <laughs> Yeah. And, and at the end, you could see, like, they, they are oh. getting nastier. They were like this, you know, instead yeah, of, like, big, big beaming yeah. smiles. It was like yeah. chest bumps yeah. and all that. And they're, they're up for the battle. And it just seems to me that the planets have mm. aligned for Jose. It doesn't mean they're going to win it, because I think Liverpool no, are course. the best team by far in the league at the moment. Yeah. But they've got injuries and they've got a lot of games. So 
Spurs are going to be up there without a shadow of a doubt. It was really interesting. And again, you and Graham picked up on it and we did a little piece in, in the studio. But Hoy Burns Sissoko sitting in front and at mm. times dropping in and, and making the six, mm. and you say, but conserving energy. And I tell you what also happened though, because of that, Arlo, when they did go and set a trigger and break out, mm. they had good opportunities on the mm. counter track. They had two or three pup, people ahead of Harry's coming a bit deeper, Sun's mm. going on, Bergwijn was going on, and Dombele, who's starting to look like a player, is going mm. on. And um, yeah, Jose's got a little, little something going. You, you said it there, Robbie. It, it, it's a trigger, isn't it? So, I mean, I spoke yeah, to Harry. Yeah. I did an inside the mind with Harry the other week. And, and he said, mm. I said, you know, you're, you're picking the ball a bit. He said, I've always mm. done that. He said, the yeah. difference is, as soon as I get it, whoosh, they oh, fly off. And go. you can see them. Yeah. They go off like yeah. Estelto, Son, Bergwijn. Yeah. It's brilliant to watch. And he is, by the way, what a passer of the football oh, Harry Kane is. So, yeah. Than we thought, isn't he? Mm. I just want to go across uh, it. Next six games for Tottenham. Chelsea, mm. Arsenal, Palace, Liverpool, Leicester, Wolves. I think that takes us to somewhere around about Boxing Day. Mm. If they're sitting up there by then, mm. special Jose kicks into gear, by the way. Yeah. Jose comes into his own. Yeah. yeah. That's it's like, now the next six, seven games, I think, for him. Massively. And they'll have some Europa League trips in between, yeah. won't they, as well? So, Court final in the EFL Cup as well. Yes. Goodness he, me, it's busy, isn't it? By the way, he'll want to win. Remember yeah. He's Chelsea. always valued. He's always valued in the League Club. It's a trophy. It's a trophy. He'll put one in the bag. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so for a team that hasn't won a cup in 13 years, yeah. Robbie, they, yeah. they'll, leak it. they'll take oh. it. And it gets you off to a great start. He did it at Chelsea a couple of times. Early on in his reign, wins a trophy, off and running. One more one more Chelsea, uh, Spurs line, just before a quick line on, on Man City. I want to ask you, and, and I had this conversation again yesterday with, with Tim, and I thought, when I get Arlo tomorrow... What's Mr. Deli Alley sitting at home thinking? His <laughs> team at the top of the table. They're looking back like a team. He mm. was once one of the starting names in, on the team sheet. Can he come back? Can, can he not? I was saying, if I'm Deli Alley right now, and knock on his door and say, Gaff, I made, I've made a huge mistake. What do I need to do to get back in? Mm. Somebody's got to give in this situation. Because Deli Alley mm. is still an asset to, to Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. I think in this situation, have you ever seen the movie Full Metal Jacket? When the, the sergeant major breaks them all yeah. and then builds them all back up again. And Deli Ali's having none of it, but eventually he's yeah, going to have to be broken in or go. Because there's only one gaffer and it's Jose yeah. Mourinho. And he's now got the results to back it up. Yeah. It's really interesting that Davinson Sanchez and Harry Winks have not appeared in the Premier League since the, they gave up the three-goal lead against West Ham United. Winks came on as a late substitute yeah. and it was 3-0 yeah. to close yeah. out the game. Yeah, it's Nailed nice. spectacularly. So, you know, you get on the bad side of Jose. Mm. It's, it's, it's my way or the highway. And then you can see yeah. with the, the way that this band of brothers, to continue mm. the military yeah. analogy, but this band of brothers reacted after winning. They're mm. all up for it. They're all up for the battle. Yeah. And Hugo Lloris says, we've got to be nastier. So he's on board. And yeah. Deli Ali needs to get, get with the mm. programme or we're not going to see much of him. It's a shame because he's still mm. a talent. Just in terms of Man City, you know, I was thinking again as I'm thinking after the games. Oh, wait, this stage where Pep, you signed the new two-year contract. We know he's going to be there now. We can talk about, you know, what, what's the next stage. The longest he's been at, a, I think, a domestic club now um, in his management reign. Mm. Is, is this, I'm feeling that Pep might have to, as he came into English football, then everybody said, Pep can't win it playing his way. It took a year, then he did, then he took us to another level. Might he have to rethink his plan a bit? Might there be a situation where Leicester did it very well, they did it with a back three. 
Spurs did it with us putting six across the middle. The quality teams who can counter well with, with, with good players, not talking about some of the lower teams who they will out-possess and find a way, but might he have to rethink his plan against some of the better teams who might make it difficult for them to penetrate in the areas we want them to, that they mm. like to go to? Isn't that what good coaches do? Should kind of yeah. re- redevelop their, their, their plan? Yeah, I, I, it's hard to say about Pep because he's a genius and he's... Yeah. He's yeah. bent the entire will of world football to, to himself, hasn't he? With the way that he that he plays the game and goalkeepers being, you know, extra outfield players, etc. But, and it sounds cringeworthy a little bit, a little bit basic to say, but is there a plan B? Mm. You know, when, mm. when a team is six at the back, it's just, yeah. they continue to play in the same way. Now, the, you know, the what he doesn't like shooting from distance, for example. Yeah. And they did do a little bit of that. Didn't get lucky. You know, you, you get a deflection, maybe you, yeah. you, know, you get a, a scruffy goal of some yeah. kind. It's like every goal has got to be absolutely perfect. And and the football has been sensational. I'm not sold on Rodri yet. I know he's been mm. talking him up a lot, but he, he is yeah. not as dynamic as Fernandinho was, who's 35 no. now. They, they don't seem to press with as much urgency uh, and win the mm. ball as high up as, as they once did. I think he's he's realised that not every defender has to be a, a beautiful ball player. Yeah, so yeah. Diaz has come in yeah. to be a bit more. Yeah. But they're, 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 conceding, they're conceding goals and they're not scoring goals. That's yeah. the most remarkable thing. Is it 10 they've scored in nine games or eight games? Concede 11. I mean, when have you ever known a Pep team concede more than they score? Yeah. And and look, OK, mitigating circumstances. They've only just got Jesus back and he's been impressive since he's yeah. come back. Yeah. You know, Guero's on the bench. So, but, you know, you could say, well, you, Sterling's been in and out. You, you know, you could say, well, you've got the money, so why didn't you sign a striker? So you could level that criticism, I suppose. But it, but I think it's a it's a great sign that he, that he has signed up because it yeah. means that he he doesn't want to leave like this. No, on, no, on a downward. So he Absolutely. wants to test himself to try and build this 2.0 Manchester City. Yeah. But he's got, a, he's got a job on to, to regain the energy that they had yeah. a couple of yeah. seasons ago because he's, you know, he's not lasted at, at clubs because he's so intense and he has to take a sabbatical every now and again. Yeah. Um, and I think the players might be a little bit jaded um, mm. by the intensity of it. So he's got a, he's got a job on his hands. And, and yeah. to, to the start of the season, when you, th- when you think they dropped from 100 points to 90, was it 98 to, to, to 100 or 100 to 98? And then it went yeah. right down yeah. to about 81 last year. Yeah, 81 and then they've, season, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they, they yeah, haven't started hard, particularly well this season. Are the, the 12 points sitting in 13th place. Yeah, yeah it's going it's to be interesting. I was thinking about, uh, look, this morning, uh, Real Sociedad topped the league in La Liga. Mm. Apparently, there's a certain David Silva who's still yeah. doing some magic there. You're going to miss him. Maybe there's a certain Leon, you know, Messi maybe comes in the game. That makes, yeah. that makes you an awful lot better. So, it'll be yeah. an interesting moment for, for Pep and Manchester City. But, uh, yeah, work to do for Pep, no doubt. Eight points uh, adrift with the game in hand to go. Let's move it to uh, another team who've had a really good start to the season. Chelsea will wait at Newcastle. I thought this one's a test for Frank's team. After the international break, things are going quite well. It's one of them games I always feel with Chelsea. Like, if you, once you go too far off, once you go too far from London, it, it's out of the media. Today, <laughs> it'll be okay. Nobody will be really reading the papers. It wasn't the case. It was a disciplined, as he said, most professional performance mm. that, that gave him mm. a lot of pride in, in the win. Are we seeing 
some maturity now in this Chelsea team. Are we seeing maybe some maturity in Frank, the manager? Mm, I think so. Yeah, I, I didn't see uh, the game. I've got to catch up with this yeah. one ahead of yeah, doing yeah. the Spurs game at the weekend. But I listened to it, actually. And, you mm. know, Newcastle is a place where, as you say, they've struggled in recent years. Yeah. Um, it's not always gone their way up at, up at Newcastle. Um, I, I get the sense with Frank, there was a point where they were just conceding way too many goals and it yeah. wasn't quite clicking up top. But hey, they're in the title race as well because he seems to have sorted out the defence. It's another clean sheet. Yeah, okay, yeah. Steve Bruce and the Newcastle game plan wasn't the most adventurous and that frustrates their fans, obviously. But uh, a clean sheet for Frank. And yes, they're starting to get results. And, you know, Conte in that holding role, which is where we, yeah, we all think he is, he's, he's fabulous. Yeah. And and that seems to he seems to have kind of developed a system now that he might stick with. He started the season yeah, with Jorginho, three. yeah, and now it, and now Conte is that man. And uh, I, t- I can't wait for the weekend. I think just to see Jose going against Frank again, they had a bit of a tête-à-tête on the sideline, didn't they? Was it during the yeah? Was it during the League Cup tie earlier this that season, was or was it last season? Yeah, yeah, it was the beginning of the season, and Frank had a little go, didn't he? Uh, after yeah, they sort of saying. You're okay. You weren't. You weren't going up when they were three 0 down against West Bromwich Albion. Frank was slumped in his seat, and he, and he said, "Oh, you okay now? You're winning standing up there. You weren't." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Joe. I don't Joe. Yes. Yes. But things looking good for Chelsea. I think you know the, yeah. the money they invested. It, it's like Frank said. You know, you, you put all the pieces in a puzzle. You're not going to solve it straight away. You know, seven, yeah. eight major signings. Um, but as as the weeks go by, the more impressive they look. Yeah, and just to, a little bit, a bit of fun. We are our partners, Points Bet Sportsbook. Give us title odds, and those title odds, obviously, after nine games uh, for most teams uh, and big matches at the weekend, and they've now got Liverpool as plus one hundred and thirty, Manchester City second favourite, still at plus two seven five, despite being in the bottom half of the table. Chelsea now plus five hundred. So, in, our, in all money, that's five to one. Spurs plus five hundred. Leicester City are plus thirty three hundred, so not the, hmm. the five thousand to one that they were. So thirty three well, to I'm, one. Is, I'm glad you translated that to five to one. I can understand that. I don't. I don't understand yeah. the bigger numbers, but yeah, thirty three to one down from five thousand to one. I'll, I'll get on that. Leicester City, Manchester United, they're thirty three to one. Arsenal eighty, so eight thousand plus eight thousand, and Everton plus eight thousand too. So odds mm. changing. Daily and, and, and weekly, depending on results. You talked about the game at the weekend, Chelsea versus Tottenham. Can Jose go and do the same, a similar job on Chelsea as he did with Manchester City, or, or Chelsea? Do Chelsea have maybe a little bit more in the locker right now? Possibly, yeah. I think he can go there and do, and do a similar sort of job. Um, you know, we'll have to see what sort of team he puts out. Um, but they are on a roll, and they and they don't. I don't think Spurs fear going to Chelsea as much as they used to. Um, yeah. It was it was a it, it, there was a terrible ground for them in years yeah. gone by. Yeah. They've had a little bit of success with this, you know, team. Some players have gone there and won with with Tottenham. We'll yeah. have to wait and see. What do you think, Rob? I mean, do you think you think uh, Jose um, can set his team up in a similar way to he did against City and, and gr- start grinding out results in these big games that you mentioned earlier? Because the, this team has now got starting to get the Jose mentality. You, 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 you pick up, I, I looked for little signs between the, the players. When, every time there was a corner kick, I saw players, come on, pick him up, don't let him go, getting on to each mm-hmm. other, all that mm-hmm. kind of little stuff. Said, you, you were right, I exactly saw the same thing at the end. It wasn't a, yes, that's a great win against Man City. There was something quite emotional and physical, mm-hmm. and, and that's when you're building a spirit. 
I wrote three things about Chelsea's, uh, about Tottenham's team at the weekend. I said the system, the tactics were, were spot on. He knows how to dampen the opposition, take away their strength. I said that they were selfless. I thought they were a team that worked. There were so many players. Young Min Sung was up one end, flying back to help his fullback out. Bergwijn the same. Harry Kane coming short where he might not be getting all the goals, but doing it for the team. Mm. And I thought there was a spirit about them that, that I'm not sure we've always seen under Pochettino. We've seen great football. We've seen some great moments, mm. but I'm not always mm. seen some of what we've seen. And, and, and those kind of elements, and some of them are what you'd call basics, but... They worked on the training ground. They drilled in. We, we've all seen the documentary of, of what kind of things he's getting into players' heads. I think they they look forward to going to Chelsea and saying, "We'll stop Chelsea. Yeah. I'll stop Werner. I'll get older Ziyech. I know what Ziyech's going to do. But how they're going to ha- handle Sonny making his runs in there, and then Dombele getting on the ball, and you know he's got a centre back partnership now that's starting to look um, Alderweireld and and Dyer starting to look like a partnership. So. I, I think he looked forward to it. I think he'll want to go back to Frank and show he's still the boss. Mm. And um, yeah, can't wait. It, it, I can't um, wait for this one. On, on Sunday. Um, quick, quick talk of uh, two other teams who used to be winning titles. A little, little overview mm. on, on Manchester United. So it was a 1 0 win. It was a twice taken penalty by Bruno Fernandes. You get the points, it's mm. ugly. I just don't think it, it adds any more to our conversation of. Is Ollie really the right guy? Where are Manchester? What are Manchester United? Mm. Are, are they? I mean, I, I said to Rebecca during the um, the pregame, this is an open season. You know, Spurs are, are being talked about title possibilities. Leicester City were being talked about possibilities. Chelsea, you know, they could sneak in if Man City and Liverpool aren't quite at the races. I haven't yet to hear a conversation of anybody bringing Manchester United into that into that conversation. I mean, no. the great Manchester. Even in an open season, and not being mm. talked about as somebody who could win the title. Absolutely, and and the performances are are exactly why, aren't they? I mean, mm. um, it's not just a title for Manchester United. It's obvious that they're not good enough to win the title. But mm. are they good enough to get top four with the amount of yeah. good teams yeah. that there are at the moment? You know, Ollie getting the job, and then it was a short term fix, and it worked sensationally well. And they had one of their own, and they and they yeah. and they sort of thought, right, here we go. Then there was a huge dip after he he was made permanent, and then they came back in the uh, in the project restart, and they were outsiders to get top four, but uh, defensively they were excellent, and they got the results, and they got in to the top four. I think they finished third in the end, didn't they? In the final week of the season, so yeah. job done. And you thought that would be a springboard and they've still had the Europa League to go for as well. And they, so they might have ended the season with a trophy and you thought that's going to be the springboard into next season. And it just yeah. hasn't happened for them. And, you know, I, I, Ollie's a terrific bloke and he's terrific yeah. to interview, gives you really good answers and he's a very positive guy. But when you look around at the higher echelons of, of the Premier League, Robbie, and you see Pep Guardiola and you see Jurgen yeah. Klopp and you see Jose Mourinho and we talked about Brendan Rodgers yeah. and Bielsa and these people, you know, his previous jobs were at Mulder in Norway and Cardiff City. And yeah. that's not a CV of a, of a Manchester United manager. And I just feel now he's had the, the you know, the new manager bounce, then the slump, yeah. then got him yeah. into Europe. And I think now is the time for Manchester United to move on. And whilst Maurizio Pochettino is, yeah, is, is available, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, and, and you could say to he could leave with no disgrace whatsoever. He's done a fabulous yeah. job, but maybe Oli has taken Manchester United as far as he can and they need 
they need somebody else. They need someone with 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 a profile, with a track record. Okay, Pochettino, you could argue, hasn't won much, but he galvanises teams and he's exciting. He'll play the brand of football that United fans enjoy. So that's just one idea. But I, I just yeah. get the sense that it now is the time, perhaps, and they've got a Manchester derby coming up as well, haven't they, in a couple of weeks, Robbie? And yeah. I just wonder whether it's now is the time to, to perhaps move on. You know, it was this, it's this time of year that... Um, Pochettino was sacked at Spurs yeah, remember, and, and Jose was brought in. They were 14th place yeah. and they finished sixth. So, you know, might, now might be the time. And, and I was just looking through the squad. I just wanted to, it was like bugging me a little bit. You know, Juan Mata, who's been a brilliant player and is a lovely guy. But Juan Mata's past his sell-by date now. For, for a top four team, I'm, mm. I don't think Juan Mata would start on any, any other side. I'm, I'm looking down the, the, the squad list, Ola, Juan Mata, Phil Jones, Jesse Lingard, Marcus Rowe, now Odio Nigolo. It's probably one and a half million a month worth of wages going <laughs> to players who aren't going to make the starting lineup. I don't even want to start on Donny van der Beek, who you signed for $50 million, who can't get in the starting 11 when you play West Bromwich Albion. Mm. I mean, I don't, know, I don't quite understand two sitting players, uh, two holding defensive midfield players, Fred and Matic, against West Brom, who don't want to contest the ball. There's just some strange scratch-your-head questions about Manchester United, which... Don't get answered by a three-point win against West Brom that, that gives them the three points. But I don't think anything else. And I think there's some some soul searching to be done at Manchester United before they can start to think about getting on the track and being part of the conversation of listen. In, in a year when we, the, the the big two Liverpool and Manchester Manchester City might not be at, at their best, that they're part of the conversation to, to win the league. And Robbie, isn't it isn't it time? You know, if I if I say it's time to perhaps move on from Ollie, isn't it time mm. to move on from Paul Pogba? True. Yeah. I mean, I mean how much how much longer do, do Man United have to wait? Well, in fairness, Ollie, he's, he's great content for the podcast. So <laughs> let, let, let's keep him for, for those reasons alone. I mean, no goals, no assists this season for for a player of such ability. You know, every international uh, break, there's a story coming out of how he's enjoying his time elsewhere. I mean, mm. it's... Let's make him play a manager then, Rob. Yeah, that's it. I, I like it. <laughs> Good content for <laughs> Just before we go, mate, I just want to have a, have a quick touch on Arsenal because things aren't mm. quite going really well for Mikel Arteta as they were. Um, disappointing... Mm. Uh, Results of late. I suppose you'd have to say a well-earned point in the end, having played most of the second half with 10 men against a Leeds team that we know it can be dangerous. I just got the sense with Mikel Arteta, although, that, you know, project this project that he started, and everybody seems to use up the, the buzzword now, mm. he's, had his, he's had a good time and they've won the, the, the club and he's making the club better, but he's now getting down to the real nitty-gritty of management. He's having mm. to deal with other things, you know, the little bit of spats in training, the mm. William going off to Dubai, the, 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 you know, the team not playing well, the indiscipline of Pepe. That's Premier League management. It's not just about winning games and everything going well. Mm. And this is part of his learning that's hopefully going to set, set him in good stead to, to becoming a, a great manager of the future. He was furious, Robbie, wasn't he, after yeah. the game? I noticed I was on the gantry at Anfield watching his uh, his post-match with, with, with the Rebecca and Tim and... Um, I think the interviewer said, 
what did you think of, of the Pepe yeah. red card? He said, it's unacceptable. And then he said, yeah. well, have you spoken to him? He said, yeah. yeah. He said, well, what did you say? He said, it's unacceptable. And for a player, Pepe, record signing, who's been complaining mm. about not getting enough minutes and not you know, yeah. playing enough to do something like that, gone for three games, lost his manager's trust. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Um, mm. Aubameyang, since he signed his contract before the Leeds game, had 10 yeah. shots all season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Ozil is, is, is yesterday's man, but he's still earning a lot of money. And, and I, I thought coming into the season, similar to Manchester United, that, that Arsenal had regained the, 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 the sort of like the first place in North London from Tottenham. Yeah. Um, and I, I, in a short yeah. space of time, it, it's it, gone the it, other way yeah, again. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's Arsenal who seem a little bit, like you say, with the, the, the training ground spats. I mean, you, you tell me, Rob, I mean, th- those sort of things happen a lot they happen don't they? all the time. But it, it, it's just when things like this happen, I think the, the William to Dubai looks a little bit mm. ill-disciplined. Yeah. The Pepe looks ill-disciplined. Yeah. And, and Mikel might just have to grab it all, grab hold of it again and almost go, you know, come down on a few people hard, let people understand mm. that, you know, like a free-for-all, he's got to manage. And, and listen, Mikel's had a great time as an assistant in Manchester City. He had a great time since he's gone at Arsenal. He's got to go through some bad times as well and learn mm. how to manage and coach his way out of those. And, and I think he will. I think he's got a steely side. But unfortunately for, for Arsenal, it might mean that, that things aren't quite going as well on the pitch as they would like. Thomas Partey is a huge loss in the middle of the park. It's already shown how, what a difference he makes in there. Mm. Um, and I think, it, you know, Bukayo Saka came on um, mm. about half an hour in the game and, and looked like they're, they're live least player. Um, they're not injured. And, and then, yeah, which is a worry with the amount of games he's played. So he's got a few things to sort out. Certainly the, the front three, I think, is, is a bit of a problem and how he plays. I mean, just for me, talking A as a player or A as a teammate, I'd still like to see Aubameyang on the left-hand side. I think mm. that's his natural position. That's where his goals will come from. Almost like getting the muscle memory going again. Balls out to him. I, I do training drills with him, Arlo, where there'd be nobody in goal. I fire balls out, I'd have a couple of mannequins, you drop his shoulder, drop his shoulder, bend it in. Drop his drop his shoulder, bend it in with his mm. right foot. The things he's done, get him used back to doing the things that he does, because mm. that's what happens with strikers. It can come and go as, as, as quickly as, as you're turning on and off a, a water tap. And, and you mentioned discipline as well, Robbie. And I think with, mm. with the issue with the with the spat at the training ground, was it who was it, Sabios and David Luiz. David Luiz. It's. I don't think that is necessarily the problem. I think it's yeah. the fact that it got out it yeah. is one of the problems. And it's like, what do they say? Loose lips, sink yeah. ships. And I think yeah. that's, it goes into the discipline. Are we in this together or are we not? You know, have we got a, have we got a sort of a mole in the camp who's got a, who's friends with a journalist or whatever? We've all got to be singing from the same hymn sheet here. So I reckon that'll be the message on the training ground. Um, and, and like you say, he's got to come down on like a ton of bricks. Yeah, absolutely. Quick, quick word on Bielsa and, and, and Leeds. Um, I mean, never change for me. Marcel and Bielsa never change. I mean, Leeds have come in. I, I was so looking forward to Leeds coming in and I've been so pleased with what they've done and how they do it. And yes, they might have to just tighten up a little bit on the counter-attacks and how they get maybe get exposed. But do what you do, Marcelo. It's so refreshing. Um, I was listening because we obviously we, we cover a lot of miles on the motorway. Yeah, yeah. I had the radio on the other day, and I think they I think it was after they lost to Leicester, maybe four or maybe no Palace when they lost at Palace. And there's yeah. a guy comes on Leeds fan. He's got to go. Bielsa, he's got to go. He's taking us as far as it. And you're like, are you serious? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, they're gonna they've taken a couple of beatings, 
but yeah. they have been a breath of fresh air in the Premier League. Yeah. They've been fabulous to watch. And by the way, look, I mean, how many times did they hit the woodwork yesterday? And, yeah, three, ta- three times. Yeah. Yeah. Or poise in front of goal, and they could have had mm. a victory oh. against Arsenal yesterday. So, uh, look, he's been absolutely sensational. The, the, there are not 46 games in the league season, only 38. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they've, you know, they, they can last the Very course, good. although they did last yeah. the course last year. They, the last 10 games, they were fantastic. Yeah. So they, they genuinely, those players would mm. proverbially run through the yeah. brick wall for him. They love it. They, so they, they don't mind the hard work. And, and it is, yeah. from all accounts, very hard to be a, a, a Bielsa player. All these tales of murder ball on the training yeah, ground yeah. and all this. You've got to be yeah. so fit and up for it all the time. But that means you see fantastic games and all his players are on board. It's a shame that the Leeds fans can't be there to enjoy it because that's a great... I mean, you must have loved playing there. Yeah, How loud yeah. was Ellen yeah. Road? I mean, oh, it fabulous was, it ground. They were the very best. Fabulous ground and fabulous club. Great to see them back in. And as you say, you, you'd love to see those Leeds fans back in the, in, in, in the uh, stadium. Hopefully in the not-too-distant future so they can enjoy and be part of the atmosphere that was special there. Yeah, I, I, I'm a Bielsa fan. Even in the games they've lost, although I've always felt, felt they've been in games and mm-hmm. chances and maybe I'm too, too shocked. You know, they lost 4-1 to Palace. It never looked or felt like a 4-1 defeat. Yes, the goals are going in, but um, no, long, long may it continue. Just before we go, mate, I want to touch on um, a little something that, that's been new to our, our broadcast recently. Side Arlo's Community. Yeah, um, where I think his fans get a chance to text into you. you. They can ask questions. You get to give them a bit of background about the ground you're at and, and your, your, your work and your pre-work before games. Um, just tell us how that's going. What kind of stuff have you been getting? It's good fun. Um, it's, so, so the number's uh, there, 203-793-6716. And that's my... That's my mobile number. Um, so uh, I, um, I I give people behind the scenes looks. So I had a little yeah. look around the you know the main stand at Anfield yesterday. Obviously, it's completely empty. We're very privileged at the moment to be able to go to the grounds because not many people are in there. It's about 300, yeah. 400 people tops. Mm. Um, so it's kind of eerie, but it gives people a sense of place of what we what we do behind the scenes. Um, you know, you might get a birthday message. I, I get a little message saying how many people's birthdays it is. So I, I fire off a few birthday texts to people. I, I've realised I've got a few. Um, um, responses uh, saying like, uh, Arlo, I'm in LA. Can you not text me at five o'clock in the morning? <laughs> so that's kind of right. Okay. So let's maybe shove it a little bit later in the, in the day over here. Cause it's an eight hour time. Yeah. Um, but it's really good fun. It's a great way of engaging with, with fans and with our viewers. Um, yeah. I try and answer as many as I can. I can't get to all of them, yeah. uh, but I'll send as many messages as I, as I possibly can. And they do come from me. You know, I've had loads of messages saying, oh, is this a bot that's doing this? Is this Arlo Bot 2000? And yeah. it's not. It's genuinely, I've got the I've got the program on the phone and I fire off the uh, the text. But if you like match boards, you like behind the scenes views of, of the grounds, you know, pull up to when we pull up in the car yeah. like yesterday, you, you get a sense of the Spurs Stadium. It's like a mothership in the middle of a, of a community. Oh, wow. You know, it's amazing. And people seem to like it. So, yeah, that's the number. If you text me, you, you're already in. It doesn't cost anything. You're already in. And then you can, uh, when I fire off these, these messages and these videos and the pictures, uh, you can enjoy them. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's really good to be able to, to connect with people like that. Sounds great. Numbers are 203-793-6716. So I get the benefit. I don't have to text you because I've got you for a moment. Just before <laughs> you go, so if I was texting into all those community, I think the thing I'd ask is uh, an ex-player, somebody who's now worked in the media, how different is it being mm. at stadiums without the fans? Because I can think as a player, I would really struggle. And even maybe working as a co-com or... I would struggle because mm. about the atmosphere, the, the, the noise that the fans bring, is it changed the way you have to do your business, the way you maybe prepare for games, et cetera? 
And um, by the way, I can't get Lee and Graham to join the community. So I'm, I'm you know, no offense taken, lad, but you know, they don't want anything to do with it. So fair enough. Um, David, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it's odd there's no getting away from it Robbie it's odd what it's led to is a lot of conversations between um commentators we find that we obviously we socially distance but we congregate and, and have chats which we didn't used to be able to do yeah. because it was so loud yeah, yeah. so we're, we're you know as, as, a, as a group of, of broadcasters as a brotherhood we're all getting on very well um mm. the the oddest thing and and Graham and I sensed it again yesterday I've decided very early on we have an effects um button uh, yeah. and it gives the, the the fake crowd noise and I turn it up yeah. as far as it will go so it gives me the sense and it gives you something to pitch your voice against as well so you know okay. I've, yeah. a couple of times yeah. I haven't had it or it hasn't worked and you feel like you, you, you're commentating on snooker or cricket or something you're very quiet yeah. so I need yeah. something to get me to be a bit and project a bit more yeah. but then you get so into the game and you forget that it's an empty stadium and then when you take the headphones off at the end when you've handed back to, to Rebecca and you guys yeah. It's just silence, and it's so bizarre. Um, yeah, yeah. So long may, uh, long may, so, well, not long may it continue, actually the exact opposite. We want the yeah. fans back as yeah, soon yeah. as it's safe. Mm. Um, you know, I think the, the Premier League should be um, praised and the players yeah. and the managers yeah. for, for the product that they're producing in mm. very testing circumstances is yeah. Excellent. So that helps, you know, with, with without the crowds, the, the games are still fabulous. And you've seen players Absolutely. at the end of the games collapsing on the ground, they're exhausted, you know. Um, yeah. So the, the product is great, but we the part of the product is the crowd and we need them back as yeah. soon as possible because, yes, it is it is surreal. Yeah, well, we are here in the government are talking about possibly in December, maybe 5,000 mm. fans. So that's encouraging news. And as you say, it, it, for me, it'll never be the new normal. There's nothing normal about not having fans. And as you say... Hopefully soon we'll get the fans back and, and we'll get our, our product back to 100%. Listen, mate, that's it for this week. It's a pleasure having you, having you on. Uh, great to get some insight from you. Look forward to games you're calling it the weekend. This weekend, Spurs went top of the table and Liverpool showed stuff of champions to get past Leicester City. We'll be back next weekend to put our eye over match week 10 when there is that cracker, Chelsea versus Spurs. Orlo and Graham will be calling that for NBC, so make sure... You tune into that one as Frank goes up against his old manager. But for now, I'm Earl, he's Arlo. Together, we're not the two Robbies, but thanks for watching and listening. Stay safe and stay healthy. Good night. All right, from me, it's good night from him. Good night. And it's good night from me. I enjoyed that, Robbie. Thank you, my friend. <laughs>